0: What up? What up, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome, welcome. You are tuned in to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Got an exciting show for you today. They're always exciting, but this one, I'm not for nothing. I'm a little nervous. (laughs) So my guest I just met the other night, uh, he came into my restaurant with my friend, neighbor, uh, and show alum, Andrew Berenbaum, who is also the CEO of First Two Media. Before I bring my guest on, we give you the message of the week, and this comes from one of his websites. Uh, he is the he's a co founder in Neurogum and also Oki's World, and I saw this in, in a number of places on the Neurogum website. Um, my guest today also uh, trained with the Japanese Olympic Judo team. Hora. the guy was know some takedowns. He was know some stuff. He might even have a little Brazilian accent too, um, and trained in Muay Thai. So it really got me excited. Um, and this is a message that. That really uh, landed on my radar in martial arts training, uh, particularly jujitsu and Muay Thai. Um, And it is the best version of ourselves starts with the mind. With that, I am very honored to welcome Kent uh, Yoshimura to the show. Welcome. Uh, Make sure you are unmuted before you go. all right. What's up? What is <laughs> up? What's going on, man? Good to see you I, I again. I love
1: that we're uh, hanging
0: out already so soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's serendipity, you know. Are you you back in L.A. or are you still in New York?
1: Yep, I'm back in L.A. I mean, New York was just gotcha. like a three-day trip to meet up with my creative director, uh, meet up with Andrew. and Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if, you know, I'm such an L.A. guy. <laughs> that I don't know if I could survive in New York outside of short periods at a time. And I used to spend more time, but it's like that intensity is, uh, it wears on you. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. For me, it's like, I've lived in New York almost 20 years and I, if I'm not here, I want to be in the complete country, like completely removed from everything. There's, there's not much in between for me, but, uh, yeah, if you love it, you
1: love it. If you don't, I understand. I love it. I love New York. And, and (laughs) I think, uh, like if if I were to live there it would be where you are for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of in, in right the middle of midtown yeah I'm, I'm back I'm
0: back in, in my restaurant that's where we met my restaurant Della in Brooklyn in Windsor Terrace where Andrew
1: and I live and yeah it's idyllic and so it's a wonderful it's, little spot it's like the most I'm like oh okay like I get it now <laughs> like this is like perfect <laughs>
0: Yeah no and that for me it was a product of my wife's you know re- uh, her her adamant like desire to live in a place like this when we moved to New York from we were in upstate she went to school in Rochester and I went to school in Buffalo um, for music uh, which we can, we can we there's a lot to talk about there's a lot to yeah, talk about here. this hour is going to go by so fast but yeah I studied music uh, and I did my I did my grad degree at University of Buffalo we came straight from there to here and she was like, "I am not living in East Village or one of these like crazy neighborhoods." She wanted, you know, this simplicity. And so I was like, "All right." And one of my uh, a guy I went to school with, he was a bass player. He went transferred to the Bass Collective, so he was here already. And he he had an apartment in this neighborhood, and we had some shows together, and we came and stayed with him. And uh, and she was like, "This is it. This, I, we will live nowhere else." And I was like, "All right, fine." made it easy. Um, and then like so many great things came out of that, you know, just like if I wasn't in this neighborhood, I don't know that I would have pulled off a lot of the stuff that I did.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cause you, you Very, get to be close to the madness, but separated yeah. from it as well.
0: Yes. Which is like Marshall. Yes, <exactly. laughs> <laughs> Controlling chaos, turning order and making order out of chaos. So um, NeuroGum, you're a co-founder in that um, really great website. And I love that it really emphasizes improving yourself. Your, 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 your product is, is not just about your product. It's about making oneself better. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what a commitment, what a, you know, just a statement. Where, where did that come from?
1: Yeah. So when I was training uh, pretty heavily and I've been training since I was like five years old and uh, a combination karate, judo, Muay Thai, I later got into Jiu-Jitsu. Um, um, oh, interesting. Ryan hopping in as well. Um, who's, who's Ryan? Who's who's this unexpected guest? Uh, Ryan's my co-founder in Nero. <laughs> but uh, I guess he saw it on my calendar and hopped in. And he's like, he's like, here we go. <laughs> Is he going to embarrass you? <laughs> no, 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 no. He'll enhance, he'll enhance the show. Um, nice. But... During all this training, it was a. Uh, it became like okay, how do I uh, supplement? Um, my training with something that's a lot cleaner than energy drinks or any mm-hmm. of the things that were out there that people were taking to basically optimize themselves. And um, <laughs> weird, weird to use the word optimization because it was it was never that with the supplements that were out there during that time. So I went down this like research rabbit hole in the world of nootropics. And eventually uh, v- mixed V0 of what became Neuro Gum and Neuromint. Um, and it, it, in that journey, taking me, like, the supplements that uh, I was just mixing in my bedroom, um, we realized like, okay, um, sharing like mixed supplements and pills in public is not the most approachable way to convince someone to be like, hey, this is actually going to be good for you so yeah <laughs> we, ryan and i took a step back during a scuba diving trip and was like hey we need to make this more approachable and gum and mints because of how intrinsically shareable they are became the obvious choice and we went through an r d process um took all the mantras of what we believed in which is it all starts with the mind how do we push ourselves further and uh built this company very cool and what year did you guys kind of kick that off Uh, 2015. So it's, it's been a while. (laughs) You're not a baby anymore. Um,
0: you know, one of my fascinations lately, um, I've got a a friend who's also been on the show a number of times and he created this, um, it's like a Facebook group called four percenters. And the idea is that only 4% of businesses make it beyond 10 years. So it's like this, it's it's almost like black belt, right? You know, like why why would you get a black belt? Why did they create it? You know, is it's it's this incentive for you to keep going? It's this this thing you're trying to achieve, um, and and that's been the, kind of my goalpost lately. Because for restaurants, it's like. The, you know, the stats are most of them don't make it to five years. So we got to five years. We opened in 2015 as well. This is why I'm saying this. So I'm kind of, we're, we're neck and neck in terms of uh, our, our business life cycle. Um, so I got to five years and it was like right in the middle of the pandemic. And I was like, well, cool. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. this
2: not what I thought it like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was like, okay, now I get it. Now I understand. Um, and and so I really was just like, okay, let's let's like dig into this. Um, and and try to be like, I want to be a four percenter. I want to be a black belt, and I want to be a four percenter at the same time. I think it's a good,
1: it's a good, um, uh, a reasonable goal. What and, do you think uh, the biggest lesson is? Like, because I always say it's resilient with anything. You know, like if yeah, I mean, long enough, like. You'll get
2: better.
1: And, and, you know, I started jujitsu at the same time. I
0: started jujitsu in the summer, end of the summer, uh, beginning of September 2015. And we opened in December of 2015. And I think the the real takeaway is like you have to show up every day, no matter what, like whether you're injured, you're banged up, you know, if you're injured, some guy pops your knee or your ankle, your elbow, whatever. You still come to class. You still sit on the sidelines. You still watch. You still like watch videos at home. You still think about it. You still talk about it. Um, and stay connected to your people like you just have to show up every day you are going to have bad days you know I have them all the time and they probably outweigh the good ones but it doesn't matter like it's just grab yourself by the back of the shirt and just like pull yourself through the door Um, I don't know how you felt about especially uh, judo training like with the Olympic team like it's got to be hard and you're getting your ass thrown all over the place and it's like
1: everyone's so good and yeah, and there were probably days year. you
0: dreaded it, right? You were like, <laughs> "I don't want to come in here because this guy's just going kind to of rag me." And you know, I just yeah. but I would what would we're stay up
1: like uh, I would stay at the dorm rooms at the Kyokushin, which is to go into the Kyokushin or in the Kyokshikan, which is one of, is the number one judo uh, college. Um, and it would basically be like, all right, like let's get <laughs> let's get beat up all day. Uh, wake up in the morning at six o'clock, you know, and like you're it. And like so you're sleeping in like this super like cruddy bed that's like rock hard. It's, and more than anything, it's just like the mental fortitude that you build doing that cycle day in and day out. Yep. And we'd be doing that, you know, every, every summer. So it was a, uh, when you come back to the States and it's like, okay, training is just from like uh whatever, like five to nine or five to 10 or whatever it is. Um, It's just, that just feels a lot easier than, you know, ultimately. <laughs> like, right.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's the idea for me behind like martial arts and, and jujitsu. And now I started MMA in, um in September at Henzo's of all fucking places. So I'm just like really getting my ass beat and um, it just makes everything easier. <laughs> like I come to work and like, no matter what's happening at the restaurant, you know, there's like pipes spewing water or whatever, you know, and now we've got like slews of mandates and all this stuff. And I'm just like, still not as bad as what happened to me earlier today cuz that was humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Um and humbling all those things really everything is really plate.
1: in the world of martial arts. Yeah. So, no matter what. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um and and the connection is always to the to the mind, to the mental state, uh just like the mission statement um on on Neurogums' uh website. And and like like you said, you know, you, you, you have you are talking about training, you know, you got to get up, you got to go in there, you know, you're just going to get mangled and it's like really rough. But like that's that's what gets you through. That's what I think there's some quote, you know, about, uh, you know, it's something about army generals and like the guy that makes it, you know, is not necessarily the guy that was the most uh, advanced It's just a guy that survived. Like he didn't die. You know, he didn't die in war. He like he made it. (laughs) He just like kept coming and he made it. And then he he got that, he got to that position. And he's got experience. You know, he's been to battle. He's been through all this stuff. And I feel like that's really what it comes down to is like you're gonna get knocked around, but like you don't. Here's the thing. If you quit, you don't get to win. (laughs) Yeah. The winners, the winners write history. Yes. (laughs) Right. Right. The victors. The victors. Yeah. All right. Great, great place to uh, take a little break. We're gonna we're gonna soak all that in, and when we come back, I want to talk about Oki's world and cool. NFTs because ugh, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. All right, so everybody, hang tight. We'll be back in just a minute.
2: Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show Always Friday.
0: Everybody, welcome back. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. And today we have with us Kent Yoshimura. He is a co founder of Neurogum and oki's World, which is an NFT project. And as mentioned in the first segment, also uh, spent time training with the Japanese Olympic Judo team and uh, doing some Muay Thai as well, hence the elbow at the beginning of that segment. Um, what I've found, before we go on to NFTs, because that's going to just blow my mind, I might not be able to talk anymore after we get into that. Um, there, there's an interesting correlation between martial artists and entrepreneurs. Have you have you found that as well? Um,
1: yeah. Oh, a- absolutely. Uh, I think, well, going back to the whole idea of resilience and being yeah. able to flexibly maneuver through everything right that comes at you on a daily basis it's creativity martial arts and business all seem to share that where there's a problem in front of you and you have to tackle it in some way to provide the best outcome whatever is whether it's capital whether it's the final creation or whether it's beating your opponent and um i don't know if that's just me and trying to tie all things together in synchronicity but uh I feel like all the all all three of those things that have been profound uh, pieces in my background uh, contribute to each other.
0: Yeah. So, do you think it's entrepreneurs are attracted to jujitsu more, or that jujitsu makes entrepreneurs more? <laughs> so, yeah, like
1: the chicken and the egg. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who knows? It's a tough. It's a tough. One. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a question for the folks. yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. And I, I do have a question actually from Twitter from my, my, my good friend, Ginger Beloved, who is hot on the NFT tip right now. Uh, she's always been uh, really, really prominent on Twitter. And now she's really connected with uh, v friends and, and Gary V's um, NFT project. Um, and she asked, she said, you have to ask him about Axel Mansoor and how he chose him to be
1: super oaky. Oh, yeah. So the re- So Axel and I, so I, I've been in the NFT space for about a year, which feels like a lifetime. Uh, right. Basically, it, it is the life of NFTs, right? right. <laughs> um, and Crypto.com and Clubhouse uh, did a launch together and Axel and I, Axel was the face of Clubhouse. So, and I was the artist um, and alongside my partner, David uh, Govey, who also lives in New, uh, New York City. Um, to help launch that NFT with crypto.com. So, um, yeah, I, I, I helped uh, with the with that partnership. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool. and Axel and I stayed friends because he's one of the coolest people I know. And it just made sense to... So the whole idea of Super Oki, before we get into Oki's world, is we designate 250 of the PFPs, which is a profile pick project, um, to give hundred percent of the primary and secondary to charity and for, and then 0.5% of everything we have also goes to charity. But, Mm. uh, the learnings we took from that first NFT project is one, it's incredibly like it's, it's a hot market. So from a business perspective, it's incredible. But two was like, that was it. How do we turn it into something that like is more meaningful? How do we turn it into something that, uh, provides value back to the people? like an actual sense of utility. And it, you know, I went through several other projects before hitting on Oki's World, but it, all those learnings ended up to where we are now. Very cool. Um, So Oki's World is about, is it less than a year old?
0: Okie's World
1: is about two months old. Oh, okay. Um, It's less than a week since our mint went up. Mm -hmm. So it's it's pretty uh, brand new um and you know it's it's interesting because uh we didn't hype it like all the other projects but we still have this like in like all these other projects are using like these really dirty like mlm style tactics (laughs) to get people yeah because they know they could use that tactic um because the market's so fresh but uh for us it was like how do we put art and utility and creativity first and the ultimate goal with okie's world well one stage one is all about okay through five drops how do we create a production which incorporates storytelling animation music um uh murals um and this this membership into a creators network so that's stage one and we already started working on all the stage two utilities but taking from that this idea of creating a beautiful art piece and Uh, allowing the community members to tap into our creators network one, but also this system that we're creating where it's a decentralized mechanism where you contributing to the community allows you to earn back is I think in many ways, the mantras of web three. So not user generated value to a corporation or whatever it is, but community generated community value where there's actual ownership and earnings that you could take from the things that you contribute to in the system, into the ecosystem. I, I read through the website extensively today and it, it, it looked to me
0: like you guys were almost creating your own kind of internal blockchain that's also backed by the blockchain.
1: <laughs> uh, we, like, everything we do is on-chain. Um, and, but I just where, mean in terms of like,
0: like you, you, just the key word you said, like decentralized, you know, where you guys, right. it, it, it had that feel to it. Um, and, and community it's obvious that that's like
1: paramount. Oh yeah. I think the whole like, idea uh, with us is it's almost like, um, while it's not hundred percent this, it's like <clears throat> YouTube is user generated content that raises the value of YouTube, but, mm-hmm. uh, with Oki's world and the, the the stage two we're building, which is already somewhat accessible because <laughs> we keep like pushing forward with our roadmap, even though uh, we didn't hit our minting <laughs> goals um, because it, people still like discover us and become part of this integrated network we were trading and they absolutely love it. So um, it's almost like decentralizing YouTube. It's almost like decentralizing these creator networks where if you are a creator and you're actually contributing value into the community, then why shouldn't you have governance within that community? So, and and same thing with like, so I just right before this call, literally like um, what I, I was on a call with Art is Beautiful, which is a charity that was started and spearheaded by the music festival Life is Beautiful, which is the biggest music festival in Las Vegas their whole mantra is how do we provide universal basic income for artists? Because creativity is a means of enhancing society. And in that same mantra, like, and we're probably going to like semi, like, you know, we're, we're partnering with them. Like we're going to be the partner of, for them. But um, in that same mantra, it's like, how do we create economic value how do you create a uh, fulfillment and um, like personal value through the form of creation? And if you are creating, how do you earn back from it? And it's, it's, so
0: it's, it's revenue generation beyond just like, Hey, I created this NFT, you buy it, yada, yada. It, 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 it's a, it's a bigger picture in terms of sustainability yeah quality of life.
1: It's utility. Yeah. yeah. It's not just owning, a, you know, it's not just owning a, a, like literally a JPEG on the blockchain. Like that is right. what most NFTs are. <laughs> it's not just owning that and then hoping you can flip it <laughs> like a trading card. Like, there, there's right. no hiding it. Like I, there's NFT products that are way more than that, but the majority of them are like, hey, look at this, this picture and you own it. Like the, that part's important. Like you have ownership of it before most PFP projects where it's like, here's 10,000, like, um, whatever, like baby sharks, you know, uh, that you get to have ownership of. Like, what is the ownership behind that? Like, what is like? Yeah, you own it, but what is the value behind that? I, yeah. I'm glad
0: you explained it that way. Cause it's, it's been hard for people to wrap their head around it. And it's like, why would I spend this kind of money on a pixelated monkey to use <laughs> as my Twitter profile pic, you know, but you're, you're taking it, Uh, much further um
1: and you connect your writing and you are an Oki holder you have access to everything that our community uh, gives you access to which is that creators network that you could earn from the governance that we're going to create like into the future like there's a long term goals the governance you know where like we're building we have like an entire map that we're building out that you could like start owning and that to us is like step one of the metaverse not just owning a jpeg the beauty of blockchain is the fact that you could authenticate your ownership into something so how do you build on top of that foundation like it's definitely you now what do you get knowing that it's you in this digital world that
0: that's a great explanation and it could be applied to so many other things outside of art like art is the way it's really kind of popped off but it could be applied to real estate. It could be applied to business investment. I mean, there's just so many different things that, that it could be utilized for, even uh, marketing. I've heard people talk about marketing that way. I mean, the thank course- you for that. I feel so much better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just it's-
0: like, I, I can't, I'm constantly like trying to get these explanations and you just really made that easy for me because I'm oh, like, good, well, get into it sometimes. <laughs> dumb it down in my own head to understand it <laughs> hey no thank you i'm 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 a savage so i, I need that because it's really I, I, Andrew the other day he was like man we've been talking about it for hours and i
1: still don't know what the fuck he's talking about <laughs>
0: it's, it's like, hard
1: it's also like i am surrounded by the smartest freaking people i've ever met in my life and i'm just like whoa like <laughs> okay. i got that <laughs> I'm looking around, I'm like, Woo. I mean, that's why I said I'm
0: a little nervous today.
1: It's incredible. Like, I I love like feeling like I'm the dumbest person in the room because yeah. every single thing everyone says is a learning experience, and it this space has like just my brain is in constant learning mode. Yeah. It, it's so cool. So well, you just got promoted because I'm now officially the dumbest person in the room. But <laughs> I'm a yellow belt now,
0: or I'm yeah, a yeah, belt, you so, are exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> But it's like same with, you know, martial arts. Like you want to go into a room where like everybody's better than you. It sucks at first, but that's how you get better. Where if you come in and you're new and it's like, oh, we're all kind of like same skill level. Your growth could be stunted. And uh, I like that feeling. I don't mind. Like I've been there
1: enough. So I'm, I'm kind of used to it at that point. Back to, back to your point on like, it could be real estate. It could be, so the whole idea of like the future of DeFi. They call it like the DeFi matrix. Um, it's, it's, it is is also something I learned recently. So hopefully uh, <laughs> I don't butcher it. But um, it's the, the, the concept for the DeFi matrix is that you don't need a, something in the middle to trade against assets. So mm-hmm. for us, it's like right. I have this scissor that I sell and I get U.S. dollar and then I use the U.S. dollar to buy something else. But if this and this have the same value, why can't you just swap between the two and trade between? Mm-hmm. Them? And all of those things are anchored on Bitcoin. Right. So that's why Bitcoin or or any stabilized, th- you know, like other, there's like Ohm, there's a few others that are trying to stabilize, uh, like be the anchor. But yeah, at, for the time being, it's like all swaps exist within this matrix where everything can be traded against each other without mm-hmm. currency. And that's really freaking cool. <laughs> like, it is, yeah, it
0: is. It's exciting. It's very exciting. I have no idea where it's going to go, but it's exciting.
2: Yeah, I don't. Think it's,
0: but it's cool. Right, ride the bull. Right, it's like owning a business. <laughs> no yeah. idea what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another break. Everybody, hang tight. We'll be right back.
2: Howdy, hey, Joseph Franklin McElroy
0: Folks, jumping right back in, talking today with Kent Yoshimura. He is co-founder of NeuroGum and also Oki's World. feel like we cracked just like the topsoil layer of NFTs, just the very top. <laughs> I don't want to go too deep because then I'm just going to look bad. But, um, you know, you you just mentioned um, the connection to Bitcoin. Um, and then, you know, Ethereum is also a, a big player in this. Um, and on your website, you evaluate All your NFTs at 0.08 ETH, is that right?
1: Yeah, 0.08 ETH, which kind of is the standard. It it was the standard um, for like most of these PFP projects. So with a lot of the decisions we made for Okie's World, um, it was like, okay, like let's try to make it as accessible as possible. Not try Mm -hmm. to change like the surface layer of how people are entering into it um with like the pricing and anything else but provide just way more um in the back end for specifically what we're passionate about which is just creators creating you know building yeah right
0: um and that comes out to like roughly 300 and some change dollars
1: is that right yeah 300 so i'm sure you heard of gas fees before Uh, yeah yeah uh, so gas fees are what our smart contract is incredible. (laughs) So like our gas fees aren't that egregious compared to these other projects we've seen, but it's so like refined and fine-tuned. But um, Mm. every time you upload, you know, like another line of code, um, it takes more processing power to put something onto the chain. So the network computers has to work way harder and that is the gas you're paying for. So, um, but for us, it's it's really optimized. And um, even then... Gas fluctuates between like forty dollars all the way up to like one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, gotcha, it's crazy, and that just gets right. burned. That's just disappears. It's more. gone,
0: <laughs> right? Okay. Not, so. Not it, kind gone. of like gas. So, yeah. so you know, what would be? And again, let's like take it back to like I'm a caveman. I know absolutely nothing about this. What would be somebody's? Um, incentive for purchasing like an oki what would what would they do with that
1: so there's several things one is uh like with all pfp projects or like nft projects you get ownership of a piece of art for our piece of art what's cool that for pure there's purely for the purists but um we built out assets in properties and we don't curate those assets before putting them directly onto the chain we trust our generative art algorithm to go and put the Okies onto the chain, so it's truly randomized. So one, I think that's super cool, um, and you get to have ownership in that. Two, since your OKI that you minted is an authentication mechanism that you are part of our community. When you connect our wa- connect your wallet that has that long uh, hash um, into OKIs world, you get access to. All the utility that we provide now and into the future, so that can that includes the asset packs, the creator network that we're that we're building, um, all the smart contracts uh, to help you launch your own project and to really expand art into this NFT and Web three space. So, helping people who aren't necessarily able to get the devs or like other illustrators to help them out launch the projects and earn from it. Step three is as our roadmap expands into the future, you are part of the governance of what we are creating. Planet Mario is where Oki lives. You are part of the governance of uh, this new metaverse, I guess, that we're creating, where you could start owning different plots of land, where you can start building on the plots of land, where you can start ha- like having uh, certain voting rights Based on your oki, um, to do things in this in this world, and earn from that as well. And if you're
0: not artistically inclined, like myself, I could barely write my name. Um, what's what would be you know an incentive for for again so, like a caveman <laughs> to to invest?
1: Yeah, so we we give you like if you own an oki, you own one hundred percent of the commercial license rights so and it's authenticated through the blockchain so one of the big things we're doing is partnerships with these companies you know one of our advisors is the cmo of Kiwico, which is a, like one of the coolest stem like children's project like companies out there so building like an oki's world her, she just needs to mint an oki for the 300 whatever dollars 0.08 ETH, and now instead of paying for like thousands of dollars in licensing fees she was able to take the assets in Oki's world to create an Oki's World branded Kiwi Code toy. Okay. Same thing with Bravery Brewing, who's making it's a little co- more complicated because I don't know how alcohol sales work, and we have to look into that. But um, they have licensing <laughs> by minting an Oki to use it on like an entire series of beer, and mm. we don't have to worry about licensing deals or anything um, because they are an Oki holder. Um, so it becomes it becomes marketing at that point. That's one. That's yeah, yeah. It's one element of marketing, but basically, like breaking down the concepts of what IP previously was. Like mm-hmm. Disney will come after you, and like they will hunt you down if you use Mickey. You know, if you're an Oki yeah. holder, you have commercial rights to it. Like you can do whatever you want with an Oki um, that you own. So it's 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 like a trademark. It's like you
0: you branded your. Uh, it's it's almost like a brand in a way yeah. and you can attach that to whatever you want and that there is potentially value behind that for somebody
1: yeah yeah and you know like of course people who aren't okie holders can go out and use their like use okies and do whatever they want with it but um and we're not gonna like come after them but the authentication... oh, that's a good point you could <laughs> sue somebody
0: that used your okie
1: right? yeah. but uh you
0: would have an okie simply to see if other people use it and sue them and make money that way. <laughs> that I guess if
1: you're <laughs> that's, that's
0: now, the new that's the New Yorker and me. <laughs> Yorker in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do that. I've just been sued enough times now that I'm like, yeah, you're, <laughs> if you are somebody's sued, gonna do
1: that, I think that's yeah. just the the way the the world works, and at least in America. But um, <laughs> it, in that regard, though, it's just like you know, it's it's having just you, it's true ownership. If you yeah. make Kenoki, it's true ownership. You actually get
0: to own it. It's an interesting space. I'm like still trying to wrap my head around the art component of it because I'm, again, me, it's funny. I went, you know, I went to school for music. I have a master's degree in music. I've been in food and beverage for a long time. All very creative things. The art, like the visual art scene just eludes me. I'm just like, hmm that's a nice picture. <laughs> you know? So and like, so when all this started to come out, I was just really like, Oh fuck, I don't get this. I don't understand. And Gary V's like doodling, you know,
1: giraffes on a whiteboard. And I'm like,
0: well, how is this worth anything? <laughs>
1: I have feelings no about a lot of what Gary V says, just in general. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't think he really understands the space as much as he, but he is uh, loud enough to claim that he understands it. Right. And it doesn't matter because he's like, he's done something
0: similar where he's created this community, but he is like the, the mover and shaker. Like he is the, the, you know, the godlike hand that, that makes everything happen. And I was, you know, I was really trying to understand why this would be valuable to somebody. And it was in a clubhouse room and this guy, he's also been on the show. Um, he, He has an NFT company in Florida and it's based off of, it's a tangible, thing it's like a, a card but it it's artistic you know it's like a baseball card but it's it's like these characters that they made mm-hmm. up um and he was in this clubhouse room and I was asking like why is this worth shit you know like why do people care and he's like it's it's about his fans you know it's about like that's his like i keep connecting it all to blockchain just because i don't know any better <laughs> but, um that's like that's like his blockchain it's just like all the millions of people that just like adore him he writes the thing up and they create the value for it because there's so many of them. And they're and like, it just takes one. That's exactly
1: what it is. I mean, that, that, <laughs> right. that, is that is actually, you know, like that, that is it. It's just whether it's digital <sighs> or not.
0: <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, this is just the show's making me feel better and
1: better about myself. <laughs> no, I, I think you have a distinct understanding of it. Like it's just whether it's, you know, in this, other world, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, everything is another world these days, right? I mean, we're going like talking about talking about AI and shit like that. I mean, it's all just like, <sighs> yeah.
2: Oh
1: my god, that is like, I, I can't even right. get started on. But it.
0: it's just a crazy, it's a crazy real estate grab, and everybody needs like, a, like we're all like, holy shit, what's going on? I need like, do I have a piece? Do I have like something? Do I have a little Yeah,
1: it's so cool. Um, like, it I don't know. Freaks so, me out. It is very wild west, and I'm very grateful <laughs> that smart people are that. You know, like Vitalik, for example, the founder of Ethereum. And we were just actually talking earlier this morning with uh, Liam Horn, who is the biggest, he's like one of the biggest contributors to Ethereum. So like can't be considered one of the co-founders of Ethereum. Um, But like these are really smart people that are focused on decentralization and not any one person owning like so much of the network. Like Vitalik owns less than like half a percent of Ethereum, you know, because he knows it needs to be mass adopted <laughs> and that to me it's like awesome um,
0: well it just my understanding of finance in general I mean I'm not I'm, I'm definitely not proud of the way the U.S. has handled um the dollar you know and, and I've been doing research on um uh what's the central bank here oh my god I'm a space cadet This oh, time. they're in lower Manhattan right here yeah, the, Reserve, the Federal Reserve. Yeah, the Federal Reserve. So, you know, I, I've been Private reading about them and that their... That government yeah. borrows from. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this idea of, like, decentralized money um, is appealing to me because of my disdain for their, their you know, what I consider mishandling of finances in this Control country. How, you know, like, one person, you know... <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, let's just make more... I, you know, I was talking to my 14 year old daughter, who is like, you know, anybody that's on the internet these days is like somewhat aware of NFTs and and um, you know, Bitcoin and and such. And and I was talking about buying Bitcoin and buying ETH and and you know, investing in NFTs. And she's like, why? And I I was like, the first thing that came to my mind was like, well, I could just you know contribute to to you know destabilizing a foreign government just from my phone like that's just really cool and she's like what the fuck are you talking about and i was like well it's also an investment she was like well you could have just said that and i was like yeah but the other first one's cooler man it's just like i'm sitting on my phone like oh you guys need money cool you need funds boop there you go you got a wallet all right guatemala now you're gonna be fucked up like it sounds fun yeah
1: yeah it's like your 15 or 16 year old daughter or something right it's just like all right 15 15, i was just playing video game (laughs) Uh, yeah, like i said
0: i don't understand the art application so what else, how else can i use this ah okay now <laughs> now we can have some fun yeah that's that's where it's at all right we got one more break hang tight everybody we'll be back in just a minute
2: join us every tuesday at 4 p.m eastern for the mind behind leadership where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others we have practical discussions with the ceos of some of the world's largest companies owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
0: Right, right, let's wrap this baby up again. We are talking deep stuff, NFTs, metaverses, all kinds of crazy things that usually make my brain hurt, but I actually feel a little bit better today. Um, really a, a pleasure having you on the show, man, and, and getting to hash this out. Um, one other question I wanted to ask you, because it, it, it was on, um, I, I think I saw it on both the websites for um, NeuroGum and Oki's World, is uh, your commitment to innovation. What, how,
1: why is it so important to you? Um, I think it's just the artist in me and to constantly be providing new, uh, it's it's weird because like, <laughs> I don't think I am, is innovation in like my eyes, I guess it's just putting two disparate things together. And that's what art is, right? Being able to view something and then putting a disparate thing alongside what exists in the current system, and then pushing that out there. And if it gets adopted, then great. If it doesn't, then, you know, you keep innovating on that, if you are a firm believer in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think more than anything, it's just exciting. <laughs> it, it makes life more exciting.
0: Yeah. And and you, you know, pointed out, I mean, I failed to mention, sorry, that you're also an internationally renowned neuralist as well. So like, creation and art is a big part of everything you do. And I feel the same, you know, for me, it's, I was always driven by, you know, music was a huge part of my life for a long time. Um, and, and then it it transferred into, you know, uh, food and and beverage, and then it just transferred into business. And for me, like entrepreneurship and business is creative. It's, it's a continuation of it all. You know, it's like writing, it's just like writing a symphony and then you broke in martial arts and all You like, Holy shit. It's really amazing. Um, but but as as creative people like one thing i find is like creative people kind of can suck at business and suck even more at marketing like you might be able to create the thing for marketing but then like do you get it to people and i think artists and and creative people suffer from that a lot what is something that's helped you kind of keep your keep your focus and
1: and and make that happen Man, I mean, I'm a terrible marketer. (laughs) Like, I don't consider myself a marketing person by any means. (laughs) uh, I do really like creating and making sure things are accessible to the public. I think, if anything, like, that is, like, a mantra in everything uh, Mm -hmm. that I do. So, with the art, like, I used to be in the fine art world. Like, my, I think you can see, like, some of my old paintings um, that I've made. And then, like, all my newer paintings have just evolved into more whimsical things that I could paint on walls so that the public can appreciate it instead of within like the four walls of a gallery where only certain people can access it. Mm. And um, that's why I love murals so much. The reason I love Oki's World is like it's a very, it's a much more approachable owned format of the former production model where it's not a studio room of like four white, you know, old white dudes deciding whether something gets greenlit or not is a community deciding whether these projects get to be pumped out. Um, and then with neuro, it's not taking, you know, a bottle of pills, it's having something that's shareable in gum and mint form, which is already shareable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think to make things approachable is intrinsically marketable in that regard. So, and the community helps you, uh, Market it more (laughs) and right. Fill in my pocket. That's what it is. Fill in the voids. Yeah, right. Like the
0: the you know, the more um refined and and specific it gets, the more friction you have, which means you have to be better at marketing. Right. (laughs) And if that's not your forte, then you need to dial that shit down and make it. But I think I really love the, the analogy of the murals. So like you were doing, you know whatever oil on canvas or whatever it was. And like you said, it was going to be confined to like four walls, you know, and and not everybody will have access to it. But when you, when you put it out to the public, you have this, it seems to me like this, this uh, real drive to connect with people. And that becomes your marketing because uh, that at the end of the day, who is making the decisions. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I love people. I
1: love hanging out with people. <laughs> so i like too, be me able too. to that kind of stuff. <laughs> you
2: know <laughs> why I open too. a and restaurant andrew,
1: right <laughs> the hardest industry oof. to be yeah around.
0: i would recommend against it but uh <laughs> we, we can <could> talk
1: <laughs> um
0: <laughs> and sh- and shout out to andrew also because andrew loves people and he's brought so many people like yourself oh, yeah. through the doors here and he's always like so every time he's always like oh you should interview this guy this guy's a badass and i'm like oh cool like this is <laughs> yeah, awesome like <laughs> he, he's great this is the first one that's panned out where like one of his friends came through and, and actually like hopped on the show but uh But that, you know, it it comes up so much like we create I like for me, I started playing music because it made me feel good. You know, it was like therapy, um, you know, just it, it gave me energy. And then once I learned how to share that. And the same with food, like, particularly, like, I, I'm in the food industry, because I love to share that with other people. Like, I'm very fond of good food and quality ingredients, like all the things that are on the NeuroGum website. I'm like, yes, that's what it's about. And to be able to share that, especially for people that maybe are less
1: aware of that, or, or have less access, you know, yeah. to it. I, I think mean, that's really important. To your point, it's like, one, the food at your restaurant was incredible. So, Thank you. Checks in the mail. Thank
2: Definitely.
1: you. <laughs> but two, it's like, yeah, it's funny because like when I was younger, art to me was an ego thing. Like looking back at it, like, right. And you play music and you're trying to show off or whatever it is. Um, Like art to me was always an ego thing. And then at some point it became like not an ego thing. <laughs> like there, there's like this weird inflection point where it's like, oh, like it needs to be shared. Like, food is like i can make this amazing thing to impress a girl or whatever it is but it's like oh but why not share it to enjoy the company and like the joy that comes out of the food and i think we all go not all of us (laughs) some of us never go through that path unfortunately uh, like going through that path with business and art and music and uh nfts you know like has been really beautiful and um i i I don't know. And you
0: and you can still impress the girl that way. Like you could still,
1: you know, like that's the beauty of it is like
0: you did it without without that direct, you know, it's like jujitsu. When you want to get a guy or judo, you know, you want to get you know, you want to get a, a Koichigari, You don't go straight for the Koichigari. You gotta set it up. You gotta do some other shit. Fuck with his that's other foot and other foot. make a,
1: Yeah, you and, know. Yeah, like maybe you turn to- same idea.
0: You want to get the girl. You don't just walk and be like, "Hey, i want, me, man. I want you." You know. Right, right. We we've, we we've
2: involve some- that.
0: Yeah, make some food and be like, I made this for all of you. I just love people, and then the girl's gonna be like, Hey, you know, that's how at least that's how I got married.
1: (laughs) She don't cook, so that's that's this is where. I I try. I'm just. I tried to cook.
0: Let's <laughs> so just leave it at that. Well, like, like I said, I try to write my name and it doesn't come out so well. <laughs> the, the visual art thing just escapes yeah. me. But um, well, this whole thing has got me really excited. Like I, I want to, I want to own an Oki. So I like sometimes soon I'm going, we're, you're going to walk me through this. You're going to be like my NFT consultant in a way. Cause I, i i'm so interested in it and i feel especially after this show i feel like i have a little bit more of an understanding
1: of it but um i need guidance and i you know i just feel like i'll fuck it it's up if so i, I too complicated right now it's yeah. crazy they make it so complicated and they're so like open they do they need a figure so, so baron, yeah. baron davis uh who's a friend of ours um is and a big supporter of okie's world um Minted a bunch of uh, scam Okeys on OpenSea, not knowing that it was not the legitimate website. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go see him later today and help him sort it out. But yeah, like, throw his Open...
0: ass around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like so unfortunate because, like, one, like that's a person that wants to support the vision of the project, but two, the the space is so ripe for the taking because mm-hmm. there's so many newbies coming into it that it's it's inevitable, but. It'll yeah. eventually be uh, the thing is with OpenSea, there's still a web 2 platform right that uses web3 and if authentication can <laughs> truly be managed then these issues won't happen right so, right.
0: Yeah. so we have to innovate right and just keep okay. uh, and just yeah. keep being the best versions of ourselves. Well, thank you so much. It's been really cool. I want you before we go to let people know where they can find out more information on Okie's World NeuroGum. And if they have any questions for you, if anybody listening is like, I too want an Okie, where, where should they go? How should they approach this?
1: So for, for NeuroGum, you can find us in Whole Foods nationwide. I think we're at the cash wrap right now. Um, But, uh, and CVS, we're in 7,500 stores. Um, so at, at your local store, or you can find us online at getneuro.com, N-E-U-R-O, um, with Okis World, if you go to okis.world, you could mint your Oki there on the button on the, on the header banner and join our community. Um, it has links to our discord. You can see how active it is. You can see how amazing, uh, everyone in there is. Right. We
0: didn't even talk about discord.
1: I <laughs> like I don't have the bandwidth yeah, yeah. for it like wait if i get an okie have to seconds. be on
0: discord do i have like, to be on discord if i get an okie
1: yeah, yeah you can be on our discord even without an okie like it's just i'm a- just saying
0: do i have to be on discord if i get an okie yeah,
1: i think so i think so i think you <sighs> need to add your notification count by like tenfold if not uh, tenfold. <laughs> all right we're gonna work this out we're gonna work this <laughs> okay, out. we'll work it out we'll work it out um and then you can uh, find us on on twitter at at okies world um, or you can find me at Ken, Kentarotic or at Kentaro on Instagram to see some of my art.
0: And you guys are killing it on Twitter already. It's just like, you guys are pretty new to it and, and got a, a sizable following awesome. already.
1: <laughs> like I've never been part of a such like a good group of people that I don't know, you know. Yeah, but like right.
0: But
1: that's just, how I feel about Twitter too. I've connected
0: with so many people that way. And it was all through the show. The only, my only Twitter account currently is my radio personality and uh, I just, I was like, this is a good place to promote this. And it's been so cool. And that's exactly how I learned about NFTs. And first, someone shared something about
1: Okie's world recently. So I was like, when Andrew said it to me, I was like, no shit, I just saw that. So <laughs> yeah, we, we're scattered around random places. And like, as a, as a final thought, it's like, there's only, I, I think it's something like 10 million wallets, like crypto wallets now in the entire world. Think Mm -hmm. of how small that number is. Yeah, there's people using Coinbase and all these other places to hold their crypto and buy it, but people actually doing transactions with crypto is like 10 million or around that range worldwide. We're just at the cusp of it all. It's going to be, it's going to explode, and it's going to be amazing. And yeah, I'm, I'm, and Ethereum's less than four thousand dollars right now. So during the break, I just bought a bunch of Ethereum. Nice. (laughs) All right, Ethereum. So you gotta help. You gotta help me. We're gonna talk. Okay, okay, okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up. gonna make one good decision in my life and it's not gonna be another fucking restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love it. It's just it's such it's so much work. So I, I'm looking for something that restaurant I can, in the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah. We'll make one in Oki's world. We'll make a little restaurant. Oh my god. That'll be awesome. Oh, okay. Now I get it. All um, right. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah, that would be awesome. An Oki restaurant. Uh, okay, it's done.
1: Let's do it. I'm gonna walk I'm gonna
0: walk a little yes. No, I'm going to walk a little more proud today after this.
1: Join Nine our days. disco. Check out the channels. So we have a bunch of channels, right, in our server. Yeah. Uh, we have a recipe section on how to oh, make cool. food out of things you find in our planet Maru. Uh, yeah, yeah. Perfect resident of that space. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sounds <laughs> great. Awesome, man.
0: Thank you so much. What a cool conversation. All of you, thank you. I hope you got uh, some value out of this. There's some, some great stuff in here and there'll be some uh, some post uh, prod on my social media platforms. Everybody can check it out then too. So thanks again, Kent, man. Yes. Next time you're in New York, definitely hit me up and I'll talk to you soon. We'll, we'll hop on a call and, and make this all happen. The rest of you, have a great weekend. We will see you next week. Peace out. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc.